Welcome to MLB Extras, the Mariners edition. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here with Greg Johns. And Greg, let's just get right into it. There's a lot going on with the Mariners, even though it is the offseason and they have a lot of decisions to make. And uh, the biggest decision, I guess, or the most intriguing maybe about Nelson Cruz, who has defied age and uh, logic from, you know, anybody who analyzes this game in that he is still hugely productive in his late 30s. Um, The Mariners cannot offer him a qualifying offer since he already has received one. But where do you think this is going with him? And do you think he's going to be lured away by another club? Yeah, that that is kind of their... Uh, I guess number one of a, a list of things they're going to have to figure out this off season. And uh, that, that to me is going to indicate a lot of where they're going on on the other positions. Is if, if they bring, if they bring Nelly back, you know, then that, that raises some questions with what they do at, at second base with D Gordon and, and Cano in the same spot and where they're going to go in some other spots. But if, if, if they want to bring Nelly back, you know, I, I think we'll find out fairly soon because Nelly, if you remember in the, it's back in 2014 when the, the Rangers offered him a qualifying offer. He turned it down for 14 million and then didn't sign anywhere till uh, almost spring training and, and wound up taking 8 million with the Orioles on a one-year deal and, and turned out to have a, he had a huge year there. But, but uh, you know, I, I think he understands that there, there's, there's not a ton of openings for, for uh, free agent designated hitters. It's kind of, you know, obviously you're limited to the American league and a lot of teams already have them. A lot of teams like to use that spot more as a rotating spot and, there's just not a lot of, you know, despite the production of a Nelson Cruz, there's not a ton of landing spots. So, you know, Seattle obviously could be one. And, and, and I think, Allison, you know, Houston as well as anybody, I, I could, I could see the Astros making a run at him. He fit pretty well in the middle of that lineup. Uh, would, it would be pretty interesting seeing him hit uh, in Minute Maid Park uh, for a full year. And uh, he, he has family down in Texas where, where his kids are going to school. So, you know, if you want to, some, some early speculation. I, I see the Houston being a, a team that would be in the, in, in the running as well. So we'll see. I think Tampa, the Twins, the other teams that, that could be in contenders. But but for Seattle, it's really going to come down to do they how much money do they want to put to a guy who they love uh, but but is 38 years old. Uh, it's hard to imagine for me that that lineup not having Nelson Cruz kind of being the anchor in the middle. I mean, he's he's been the guy for four years and, and everybody loves him. So I, I still think there's a – pretty good chance he comes back to Seattle, but I don't think it's a slam dunk by any means. Yeah. And I guess it's going to, it's really going to depend on the length of the contract that he's looking for and what somebody's willing to offer him. Right. So it's kind of that slippery slope of, you know, 40 is right around the corner. Uh, but you know, he might be thinking, I want to play for three or four more years. And that's where it becomes a little bit sticky in terms of if somebody can meet his contract needs, right? In terms of length. Sure. I think any team would probably take him on a one-year deal. At least most of those teams we talked about, certainly. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that he would like a multi-year deal. Any player would. Uh, and I would, I would, my guess is he'll probably end up you know, with a two-year deal. Somebody that, that works that out, maybe an option off of that or something. But uh yeah, I mean, it, it's going to come down to, you know, what, <laughs> as, it, as it always does, uh, two things, money and, and a chance to win. And I think that number two for, for Nelson is is big. I mean, he's a guy that desperately wants to, you know, get back to a World Series. He was there with Texas. Uh, he would like to, you know, he'd been on some, uh, you know, a number of good teams uh, and, and bitterly disappointed that he couldn't help Seattle get to a postseason in his four years. That was, you know, as the last day of the season is one of the things he says, you know, I, I really wish I could have got what I came here to do, which is help these guys get to the playoffs. So, uh, you know, he's going to weigh that, you know, and, and 
and his future and his family and all those things that every player does. So uh, it's not it's not just hey Seattle wants him back if they choose to do that. It's, it's does Nelson Cruz want to come back? And while he's said yes, uh, that doesn't mean he's you know he's not open to looking elsewhere. He's been other places. It's, uh, he's not. Uh, He's not married to Seattle, but he certainly loves it here. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be an interesting decision both ways, I think, on that one. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, moving on to the next topic, Edgar Martinez. So he stepped down as hitting coach, uh, stays on as a hitting advisor. <clears throat> so it sounds very much like this was uh, his decision and that he wanted to maybe take on a little bit of a different schedule where he's not away so much from home. Um, so can you just kind of touch on that a little bit and then maybe we'll talk about, uh, replacements as a hitting coach. Of course, this is an icon in the, in the franchise. And from what I understand, he did a pretty good job as hitting coach. So, uh, big shoes to fill on both fronts. Yeah. I mean, Edgar loved universally in Seattle, uh, you know, the, the street out front of the stadium is named after him. Uh, you know, he's got the restaurant in the stadium named after him. He's got his, uh, name up with. Ken Griffey Jr. is the only players with their numbers retired in franchise history. So, you know, to me, he was going to be here as long as he wanted, and uh, he, he still wants to be. But like many former players, and, and uh, he doesn't have to do this. He, he really wanted to try coaching, and I think he loved loves the part of it. But he also is a dad, and uh, like many of us who have kids and, and covering baseball, you're gone a whole lot. And uh, hitting coach, but probably the toughest coaching job. I mean, he's, he's the first guy there and the last guy to leave. And, and, uh, it's, those are long days, even when he's home and then he's on the road, uh, still has a couple of, couple daughters in, in high school age. And, uh, you know, I, I just flat out said, I, you know, I've been thinking about it since a year ago. He did it for three and a half years, which is pretty admirable. You don't see very many star players of his level get back into coaching and stick with it. Uh, uh, you know, Paul Molitor's a guy that's done it obviously, but, but, uh, you know, Edgar just flat out said, hey, I, I love what I'm doing, but my priority right now is to you know, spend some time with my girls as they as they graduate from high school and move on. So, he, you know, I just came to that choice, but really wants to keep his hand in it and will do so by kind of being a, I would kind of a de facto assistant hitting coach, you know, he'll work with the team before games at home. He'll kind of be a roving guy when needed, you know, maybe drop down to the minor league club occasionally to, to work with some hitters or or even from Seattle, be working with hitting coaches over the phone, giving advice. You know, Edgar knows hitting as well as anybody in this game, and uh, they're going to keep his brain active as much as they can and his hand in, in it with that. Uh, and it sounds like a, a kind of a mutual uh, decision for both that's, that, that could be pretty pretty good. So in terms of who might replace him, is, is it too early to speculate on that? Not for me, and I don't know that it's right, but I've certainly thought Scott Brocious is a guy, you know, he was – He's the third base coach last year. Has been on the staff that I've passed two years. Kind of, kind of the uh, unofficial assistant hitting coach himself here. You know, Brocious obviously a, a very good major leaguer with the A's and then the, the Yankees. Uh, went was coached head coach at Linfield College for a long time, you know, seven eight years, and then uh, signed signed on with the Mariners a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a guy that knows all the hitters. He was the hitting coach at Tacoma. Uh, in 2016, that was his first job in, in pro ball, and then moved on to the Mariners. So he's a guy that seemed, uh, you know, logical in-house candidate. And if they don't go there, it's a wide world of candidates. Uh, but but I think Broch is, you know, seems like the the logical choice to me. Okay, um, so the Japan series is coming up. Uh, the MLB All Star Tour going to Japan, and of course. Um, 
Seattle has uh, a lot of ties to Japan, including a couple of players and Edgar Martinez is going over there to be on the coaching staff. But Mitch Haniger has been selected to go. Erasmo Ramirez also. Um, so that's pretty cool. I would imagine these guys are excited to, uh, to, to go on what I consider to be probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, these do happen every four years, but there's different players that are selected. And uh, so that's pretty cool that the Mariners are going to be represented in that way. Yeah, kind of a sneak peek, Allison. I mean, the, the Mariners are going to open their season next year in Tokyo Dome uh, against the A's, uh, you know, which they did, uh, you know, I think it was about eight years ago they did that, the Japan series, uh, opening series. This is a different deal. This is kind of a, a touring group of, of major league players that go over and play some Japanese all-stars uh, in an eight-game uh, series in Japan. And uh, as Hanniger said, hey, when I go, Hanniger's like the serious guy in the world. Uh, and he said, you know, I'm going to go there in, in March to play regular season games. This is going to be kind of a chance for me to go and, and kind of you know, have, have some fun, see the country, do some, some little sightseeing and, and be a little more relaxed while I'm playing baseball. So he's kind of looking at it that way. Mitch is uh, coming off a great season. So this is you know, just a chance for him to kind of kind of get his offseason rolling uh, early. Uh, Erasmo is kind of an interesting, Erasmo Ramirez is kind of an interesting situation because uh, he was hurt much of this season and came back pitched toward the end. So this is, a, I guess, a chance for him to, to get in some extra work uh, before the before he gets geared up in the off season, and, and Edgar going as the, as the the hitting coach on Don Mattingly's staff. Uh, it's funny, I just asked him. Uh, you know, you, you you just said you don't want to travel as much. Are you going to Japan? <laughs> and he laughed <laughs> and he said, he said my wife wants to go to Japan, so it was a pretty easy call. Uh, he, he's going to kind of use it as a, as a family thing, bringing the kids with him as well. So they're going to make that a, a pretty fun trip over there as well. Yeah, that um, the sightseeing schedule is strong, man. So yeah, Mitch Haniger is going to get his wish because it is basically like up every morning at you know eight or nine o'clock and, <laughs> and hitting the the sightseeing tour, and then uh, coming back to the hotel for maybe an hour or so, then headed to the ballpark. So it's going to be a very intense schedule, but it should be extremely cool. Uh, moving on, yeah, they're they're going through Hawaii. Yeah, they're stopping in Hawaii for a couple of days on the way over as well. So. That, it's not all work. No, that's true. Yes, they're stopping in Hawaii. They're going to have a, a little Goodwill tour there. They're going to have a play ball event um, and uh, some meet and greets. Yeah, there, there's worse things than being a, a major league player on this on this tour. <laughs> I can I can guarantee that. Yeah, a, a three a three day diversion from Japan, and that it would be Hawaii. So uh, it's good to be Mitch Hanniger yeah. these days. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk just briefly about Edwin Diaz. He was named AL Reliever of the Year, which was it's the, of course named the Mariano Rivera Award. It's uh, announced at the World Series. It's very cool. Everybody's there, including Rivera. Um, I don't think this was a huge surprise to anybody. Diaz had such an amazing season that it actually caused Scott Service to have to change his hairstyle. Uh, so just a, a, a great, fun year for Edwin Diaz, um, and he seemed pretty pretty pleased with the award. Yeah, I, I think looking back, Edwin was the best thing that happened for the Mariners this year. Uh, you know, he, he had a, in a historic season. Uh, amazing looking back and stepping away from you know 57 saves is is unbelievable uh, you know there's only one man that's ever had more uh in a season so yeah i think that the, if anything the season will be looked at by back by the mariners a, a great season for edwin and a disappointment that they couldn't parlay that you know a little further uh you know get into the postseason to have a guy that that dominant at the back end of their uh, bullpen so you know, uh, kudos to Edwin and, and getting the recognition he deserves there. And, and Blake Trinan from the A's had a great year, too. So it was, it's not like uh, there wasn't competition for that award. But I think pretty obvious when you got a guy with 57 saves and, and all the, you know, set a record for 
for one out saves in a season or one run saves, I should say. And, and just unbelievable in close games, uh, every situation just was, was handled it like a, like a stud that he is and uh, 24 years old, pretty, pretty amazing. And let's just talk uh, briefly, touch on some of the transactions that the Mariners have made, um, a little manipulation to the 40-man roster. They brought in a couple players. Can you just give us a brief overview on sort of the last few days that they've had? Yeah, I mean, they're just getting getting rolling. I mean, the, the, the big stuff is, is yet to come, but, uh, you know, they did make a couple moves yesterday. Uh, Joey Curletta, who was a, a kid that uh, was their minor league hitter of the year, uh, they moved on to the 40-man roster because he was, uh, was going to become a uh, – a minor league uh, six-year free agent. Otherwise, it could have gone anywhere. So, you know, uh, just obvious, you know, I think, move for them to, to lock him up, put him on the 40-man. They had they have 40-man openings because that eight guys uh, coming off the roster for a free agency. So that obviously, you know, opened up some spots to Ed Curletta. They also went out and picked up John Andriola, uh, an outfielder, on picked him up off waivers from the Orioles. Very familiar with John because he was with the Mariners last year. Um, it's uh, an outfielder, uh, mostly in, in AAA Tacoma, but gives them some depth there because uh, two of the guys that left in free agency, Denard Span and Cameron Maben, are outfielders, so they're they're a little thin there. So Andrew you know, gives them a little a little boost on the depth and, and a guy they know and, and like. Uh, and then they couple couple house cleaning things. They had to move Juan Nicasio and uh, Sam Tuavalela uh, to the forty man. That they were on the sixty day DL. Those are just things that you have to do to to get into the off season and. and uh, you know that that's those are the kind of the paper moves to kind of get things going here. But I think everybody's <laughs> eager to see what happens here coming up now that free agency is is begin as a Friday two o'clock. Guys can go anywhere they want, so uh, we will see what happens then. And, and eager to see how the Mariners play things out. They got they have some answers to uh, to solve here in, in uh, a couple months to figure it all out. Yeah, it's the most uh, intriguing time of the year, even though there's not any baseball being played. But uh, free agency is a very cool time for fans to be paying attention. So we will be paying attention, too. Greg, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for listening to MLB Extras, the Mariners edition. And we will catch up with you next time.